Oh yeah! Howling Falcon Cowboys! Come on! J-E-T-S Jets Jets! Oh yeah! Losses in a row for the a Dallas Cowboys. Sportsnet's podcast here on a Monday. A dunk to so get to. But first and foremost, the Dallas Cowboys lost to the New York Jets. <laughs> oh, 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 it's so glorious. It's a glorious, you know, it just waking up this morning felt good. A little bit, a bit of extra pep in my step because I knew the Cowboys fans were going to be quiet. But I got good news for both the Jets and the Cowboys fan base, believe it or not. We cured mono. The Dallas Cowboys are it. You got mono. You want to come back. You want to get feeling good. Face the Cowboys. You'll do so. Sam Darnold looking like he hadn't missed a step. Oh, but baby Cowboy fans, how you doing out there? Complaining about that Witten Bass interference call or non-call. Complaining about this, that, and the other. How you doing? Oh, isn't it so cute, you little baby cowboy fans, to think that you lost because of that. Oh, you think you lost because of a flag? Oh, you're so cute. You're so cute. Oh, it never gets old, these Cowboys fans. So delusional. Super Bowl aspirations just three weeks ago. We're 3-0, and Cowboys fans are saying. We're feeling good. Good. We're dancing on them a little bit. We're atop the NFL and then bang. Back to back to back losses. As soon as you face good competition, then when you face non-good competition, the New York Jets, you still lose. But Cowboys fans are used to this. Oh, aren't you so used to this? And so therefore it gives them hope. It's glorious. It gives y'all hope. They're now three consecutive years starting the season three and three. So Cowboys fans are sitting back like, oh, we got a chance. We got hope. The NFC East is a disaster. We have hope. And you listen, your next three games, Eagles, Giants, Vikings, maybe you do got hope just to get eliminated in the first round of the playoffs. I can't wait. I can't wait. But first and foremost, and on a serious note, Jason Garrett, how the hell is this guy still the head coach? Let me read you the six longest tenured head coaches in the NFL. Belichick, Sean Payton. Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin rather, Harbaugh, Pete Carroll, and Jason Garrett. Let's play that game that you play in like middle school. You know, like one of these things doesn't belong. Which one is it? Ding, ding, ding. It's Jason Garrett. At this point, the Cowboys are wasting the first portion of Dak and Zeke's career. And Cowboys fans and the organization have more excuses than horses have flies. But the bottom line is you have been a bad team and you are starting to become the Bengals of the NFC from about four or five years ago when they made the playoffs every single year and got eliminated in the first round. Cowboys are starting to look like they're going to be on that track once again. So congratulations, Cowboys, on uh, another year without a Super Bowl. Sure, it feels good. Now, in the AFC, two of the top teams battling yesterday, the Texans and the Chiefs. Texans winning 31-24. to Both are now 4-2 on the season. And my goodness, my YouTube comment section is lighting up. Because for those who didn't listen to the podcast or show on Friday, came out m- massively defending the Chiefs, saying they would absolutely win this game. People are like, oh, Nick, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. How's that crow taste? 
Well, I need to eat a crow the size of Vince Wilfork. Because, my goodness, I have a lot of crow to eat after what I said. Absolutely. Texans looked good. They deserve credit. I'll give it to them in a moment. Texans looked good. I deserve to eat crow. But I will continue to say this Chiefs team is failing their quarterback. And one of the biggest reasons to that is like, if you're a team that's maybe a little bit outmatched going against a great quarterback, what do you do? You try and keep him off the field, right? Make it so that way he literally cannot be on the field. Well, that is what the Colts and Houston both did in the past two weeks. Both of them had the ball for nearly 40 minutes. Houston nearly 40 this week, Colts 37 last week. And now the Chiefs link 30th in rushing defense in the NFL. And they make Carlos Hyde, who, by the way, they got rid of, look good in that game yesterday. And oh yeah, on top of it, if that wasn't enough for Patrick Mahomes to overcome, let's look at the offense. Because the offensive line is ranked 31st in the NFL right now. The man is consistently under pressure, he's banged up, he clearly is not himself, and his team is failing to step up around him once again. And I'm not one to usually give excuses, especially to quarterbacks. But there are exceptions, and this is one of those. Now, I said... That Houston deserves credit. So let me give it to them. They looked good. Really good. First and foremost, Deshaun Watson, even though he made a couple mistakes in this game, is impressing me more and more. And when you look at their next three games, Colts, Raiders, Jaguars. They are very likely at worst to be 6-3, and three, likely to be 7-2 and two in an AFC South division that stinks and the Colts are the second best team in. But from the Chiefs' standpoint, stop with the Mahomes blame. At this point, it's fair to blame the team, though, which is something I didn't think was the case a week ago. But again, I was proven wrong. I'll eat the crow where I need to eat the crow. Now, out west, two top teams going at it, or what we thought were top teams. The 49ers and the Rams, 20-7, the final scores in favor of San Francisco. They improved to 5-0. The Rams are 3-3. And listen, last week, I said this was a measuring stick game for both teams. I said for the 49ers, I like them. I'm not as high on them as other people are. Hence why I rank them eighth in my power rankings. I need to see them beat a legit team. And for the Rams, I said, you're a 44 yard field goal away from beating the Seahawks. I don't think you're as bad as people think. Hence why I rank them sixth. Let me see you against a better team in the 49ers. And this wasn't about bad Rams. This wasn't about the Rams being disappointing or them making some mistakes. This was about the San Francisco 49ers going out there and showing that they're a true contender. Listen, I needed to see it, and I saw it. Their defense, my goodness. We saw it against bad offenses. But a Rams offense that came in averaging nearly 400 yards. This defense, which, by the way, ranks first against the pass, sixth against the rush, second in scoring defense, shut them down. Shut them down. D. Ford, who came over from Kansas City in the offseason, has been a huge addition for this team. You pair him up front with Nick Bosa, and that's just the beginning of that defensive front, and it's borderline unstoppable. It makes the secondary, because of that pressure, look way better than they really are. And Kyle Shanahan completely outcoached Sean McVay in that match. Like, we talk about Sean McVay, let's talk about Kyle Shanahan. The man's legit. And I'm not going to go 
Super Bowl yet with this team, but what I will go is one of the top contenders in the NFC, which for me is a change from last week. And listen, this Rams offense, said it before, I'll say it again. Any great coach can only do so much with a game manager. Only so much. And they're missing the playoffs. I hope Rams fans may realize that. Seahawks are 5-1. and one, 49ers are 5-0. and oh. Same division. How are you going to make the wild card even? I'd love for you to map it out for me because I don't see it. Now let's go to Cleveland where the Cleveland Browns are 2-4 and four right now. Yes, the highly hyped Cleveland Browns are 2-4. and four. They lost to the Seattle Seahawks 25-20. to 20. And after the game, hey, Baker. Now what went wrong? Was it this, that, and the other? And well... Here's what Baker had to say. Yeah, the refs are never an excuse. Um, and I'll probably get fined for saying this, but it's pretty bad today. I mean, the guy's squared up with him, running at him. He's lowering his head into Jarvis. What's he supposed to do? Avoid him? I mean, this isn't bullfighting. I mean, I don't know. It takes me off. <laughs> it ticks him off. <sighs> Listen. First and foremost, the point here isn't whether or not he's right. That's not the point. It's not whether or not the refs were actually bad in that game. It's not whether or not the specific play he's talking about actually should have been a fly. It's not any of that. It is the fact he's bringing it up. The fact that he decides to say this in a press conference after the game, after losing in a tightly closed and contested game in which there were many other reasons that this team lost, the fact that he decides to bring that up in a 10-minute press conference after the game is not a good sign. He who excuses himself accuses himself. And Baker did just that here. It's a losing mindset to come out after a loss and instead of putting the blame on you, the offense, hell, even it probably might be better in some ways to blame your own team than to come out with the excuse of the ref. It is a losing, weak mentality, and you continue to see why established players in this league do not like Baker. I'm probably going to get signed for, fined for saying this, and it's not an excuse, but... What have we all been taught? As soon as you say, but it eliminates everything before it, it did here. It was an excuse, and it shows the weakness of Baker Mayfield continuing as he fails to develop in his second year in the NFL. Now, uh, speaking of failing to develop, let's talk about Antonio Brown. The NFL Network reports that Antonio Brown wants back into the NFL. And uh, yeah, I'm sure he does. In middle school, I didn't want to be able to play connect the dots on my forehead, but didn't get that either. But listen, Antonio Brown will get this. He absolutely will. The NFL did not place him on the commissioner exempt list. That was for then. There's a possibility that he could now. They said that. But eventually he'll be back in the league. I don't know if it'll be this year. Might be next. But he will be back in the league. Someone will pick him up. Because what the NFL time and time again has shown is their talent over everything. And yes, the NFL moves on without him. It's the last time somebody mentioned A.B. since he's been out of the league. It's been a minute. But some team will take a chance on his talent. I only think he has one more shot. But some team will take a shot on Antonio Brown's talent. Because talent overrules everything in the NFL. And we have seen that time and time and time again in the NFL. 
specifically in the NFL, more than any other league. And if you don't think this man's going to get another shot, I would just say, uh, hold on. Hold on, because it's coming. It, it is coming. I don't know who it's by. I don't know when it's coming. I just know it's coming eventually. You're talking about somebody in this NFL who can still play legitly. So, yeah, Antonio Brown, his time back in the league, is only a matter of time. Now, the Philadelphia Eagles, they lost to the Minnesota Vikings 38-20 to the final score. They dropped to 3-3. Three and three. And what I've repeatedly said about this team and what many people have said about this team is, is their comeback ability, their gritty, you know, without Wentz, winning, this, that, and the other. That's not very quickly becoming a problem. They're, they're having to come back too much. You look at pretty much every single one of their games, double-digit deficit. You look at versus Washington, down 10 nothing. Versus the Falcons, 17-6. Versus the Lions, 20-10. Versus the Packers, 10-zip. Versus Minnesota yesterday, 10-zip and 24-3 at two different times. You shouldn't be down this much with the talents, talent the Eagles have, injuries or not. And I am sick of the Carson Wentz excuses. So sick of it. His offensive line, his receivers, his running game, his defense. Stop. The man has not performed well enough. And listen, you can argue how much he's actually impacted them losing the games that they've had. That's fine. But to say he's performed anywhere near what he needs to it's just illusion. The whole team at this point needs to improve top to bottom. And by the way, what about them Vikings? Not looking too bad after all that drama in the beginning. Not looking too bad at all. Now, that is the podcast. You want to make the announcement here. Those who have been following me for now, what? Oh, my goodness. In the midst of my sixth year. Um, no, not Wow. Holy cow. The sixth year anniversary was yesterday. I didn't realize that. Okay. Six-year anniversary of Sports Knicks yesterday. That's some casual news, I guess. Um, <laughs> I completely lost my train of thought now. Oh, yes. Those who have been following me throughout those six years have known that I take one week off about per NFL season after a Monday. So it'll be my bye week this week. I will be off for the rest of the week going on a little vacay. We'll be back on Sunday to cover the games and watch the games and react to them all next Monday. So enjoy the week. And I also do want to take this time to say thank you. I've noticed the support. I've appreciated the support during this NFL season so far. And again, I will catch everybody one week from today. Have a good one. Have a good week. Thanks for the support.